Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose for fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. He says it's not happening. You can't fast like you're fasting and have an expectation. Now, what's the implication of that? God is saying when you fast properly, you can expect that I'm going to hear you from on high. When you fast, I'm going to hear you. But if you're doing all of what you're doing and expect me to hear you, that's not happening. And then in verse 6, listen to what God says. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? And I've chosen one. He says, let me tell you what kind I've chosen. And the purpose of the fast, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. And when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then verse 8 he says your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And in this passage God is saying he has chosen a fast. Let me just point those out to you. If you want to know what that biblical fast, that purpose is, why you want to do the fasting and, what the, and, and the results that you can be expected. Number one, he says, you want to loosen the bonds of wickedness. Fasting help breaks the bond of wickedness. You got wickedness going on around you? Loosen the bonds of wickedness. Undo the heavy burdens to set the oppressed free. To break every yoke that's abundant, something that ties you down. Give bread to the hungry. Release ministry and serving. Allow the people's light to break forth like the morning. Some of you been in the dark of night for months and you can't see the light of day. And he says fasting will bring the light. Your light will break forth like the dawn and begin to shine again in your life. He says fasting can cause health to spring forth speedily. You got health issues. Long before the medical profession can uh, promote the benefits of fasting, God says, I can tell you fasting will help you in your health. It will help you in your health. It will cause your diabetes and your blood pressure to be adjusted. Especially when you've been eating all the kind of stuff that we've been eating. And then he said he would call the glory of the Lord to be their rear guard. He's going to watch out. He's got your back. So instead of a 10-inch hunting knife, the enemy comes at us with wickedness, 
oppressions, burdens, yokes of bondages, sickness, disease, darkness, depression. He comes at us with that. And many of us are responding and suffering with that even as I speak. Those who are listening know that there's stuff going on in your life that you haven't been able to put your finger on. But if you look at this scripture, you will note that it is wickedness, oppression, burdens, bondages, addictions, habits. So a significant reason to fast is that it releases the people from the bondages of sin And that's what he said, is this not the kind of fast I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Many believers are helpless, it seems, because they are victims to sin that entangles and ensnares. But the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, so easily besets us. Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Now, he's talking to the believers. He's talking to the saints. He's talking to the people of God. And he says this. He says, uh, we have a great cloud of witnesses. We have a lot of people who had to deal with some of the same things you had to deal with, and they made it through. And they are witnesses to us, and they're cheering us on. Let us keep running, but we got to do something. We got to throw off every sin, every weight, it says in the King James Every sin and every weight, everything that's going on in your life may not be a sin, but there are some things that are weights that you don't need to run this race. You want to be effective for the kingdom of God? You want the spirit of God moving in your life? You want the power of God moving in your life? He said, lay it aside. Every sin and every weight. Don't be a hater at the preacher because he started pointing them out. He's meddling in my business. That's what we do. You know why? Because the word of God meddles in your business. The word of God challenges us and he changes us and he calls us out. And so when you preach the word of God, it's going to mess up in our business and we're going to talk about you. Because we're talking about ourselves, we're talking about you as well. And the King James uses the phrase, uh, lay aside every sin that easily besets us. Besets in this case means overwhelmed, inundated, weighed down, plagued. Besetting sins are not the sins of omission, where we just didn't do something. It's not the sin of a, memor- uh, of a temporary momentary lapse, where we just, just did something, we got caught up, it caught us off guard. Besetting sins are not sins of rebellion in which God says, thou shall not, and the person says, I will, in his face. Besetting sins are habitual sinful behaviors or attitudes that victimize and enslave the people. Things you've been trying to get rid of out of your life, but you're having a battle day by day. Whether it's your anger or habit or your attitude or your mouth. Those are besetting sins that you got to deal with day in and day out. The disciples unsuccessfully tried to deal with such a sin involving a demonized boy, Jesus said the problem was so severe it could not be treated by ordinary means. 
In Matthew chapter 17, verse 19, the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For surely I said to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind of unbelief, this kind of approach, this kind of understanding don't go out. There are some things that you got to take the bull by the horns and you got to get yourself a dedicated time and say, you know what? I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of going through this same thing over and over and over again. I'm going to take the spiritual authority and I'm going to do what I've never done before. I'm going to set aside some time. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to go for broke. See, fasting is going for broke. Says, you know what? I don't care. And if, unless you have an attitude and, uh, and an object of your fasting, you're not going to fast properly. See, you never want to fast without a, an object of your fast. You want a purpose for fasting. There are things going on in your life. So as we call a fast for our church, there are some personal things in your life you need God to do. And we asked the question the other day, what would you believe God for this year that only God can do? That needs to be at the top of your list. What do I need God to do? That's on the top of my list. Do I need him to save one of my unsaved loved ones? Do I need him to come and, and, and restore my marriage? Do I need him to restore my health? What can God do? See, that'll keep you on your fast. When the enemy tempts you to eat when you shouldn't be eating, then you can say, no, 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 I'm fasting because I want my son saved and delivered off of that crack cocaine, and it's not worth me getting that hamburger right now. When you don't have anything to fast for, as soon as you get hungry, you say, well, you know what? I'll start over tomorrow. That's what y'all say. You know, I could just always just, uh, I mean, I'm going to break it today, but I'm starting over tomorrow. I'm with it. I'm with it now. So you don't have a passion, anything to fast, and to fast for. Jesus died on the cross for all sin, and that includes what you may be dealing with right now. Some believers are in bondage to alcohol. Believers are in bondage to alcohol. They just got to have a drink. So the Bible tells us to be in bondage to nothing, be slave to nothing. Don't let anything rule over you except the Holy Spirit. And if you can't stop it, then it's got control of you. And you need to, have a, you need to break that thing. It could be a weight to you. Somebody said, well, the Bible didn't say it was a sin to drink. Yeah, but it's a sin for you to be under control of it and bondage of it and you can't quit it. Some believers are on the abundance of drugs. And I'm not just talking about cocaine. I'm talking about Valium. Sleep aids and something to help you get going in the morning. Painkillers. Some are under bondage to sex and illicit sexual activity. Many are under bondage to tobacco addiction. Somebody says it's not sin to smoke. No, it's not. But your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost lives down inside the of them. You're going to smoke him out every day? The Holy Ghost don't smoke. So you're going to smoke him out? So if you can quit it, quit it. Because it's not good for your health. And if you can't quit it, you need to stop. Fast and say, Lord, I need to get this out of my life. It's not good for me because I can't stop it. Others struggle with compulsive eating. Every time you turn around, you got to eat something. Some people use their refrigerator for a nightlight. <laughs> Lying. Anger. Unforgiveness, gambling, 
The lottery tickets wink at you every time you go to get to pay for your gas in the convenience store. You got to get a lottery ticket. And nobody in here has hit yet in the, in the years we've been pastoring because I haven't seen any tithe money come in a huge amount from hitting the lottery. So you know you ain't making no money off of it. Quit it. Put that money in the offering. Let God bless you. You ain't going to make no money on no lottery. Don't be no fool. The people who, who designed it don't even play it. That ought to tell you something. They ain't buying no ticket. The ones that designed it, because they know how it's rigged. You see one somebody done won, then you say, well, it could be me. Some, some saints will even go pray. You know, Lord, if I hit this, I'm going to see such a blessing to the church. You lying. This Lord said, you lying already. You ain't, gonna, you ain't bringing that money to the church because the devil who, that told you to buy it would be the same one to tell you the church don't need all that money. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life has been enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.